You're listening to the Rogers Waterfowl Podcast. This is A.A. Ron Jones. Chandler Smith here. Let's talk some waterfowl. So, um, so Travis, the last time you were in with us, uh, you were talking, telling a story about one of your buddies just assumed he was in shallow water and jumped out of, uh, jumped out of the boat and went completely, completely penciled down all the way over his head. <laughs> yeah. The excitement of the duck hunt, yeah. um, overshadowed how shallow it really wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah. I had a, situa- a situation similar to me like that in waders. Uh, we were goose hunting the pond. We had a nice, we had layout blinds. Um, against the pond bank, it looked great. We were hidden very well, but we had one bird go in really, really deep water. What we had was this little 10 foot, like little V hole boat. Oh, it's a little 45 in the back. So we go run over behind the trees and then, uh, we like throw the burlap off on top of it and push it in the water and go get this, this goose laying out because we didn't have a dog at the time. And, um, I go out and get the goose all, everything's fine. And then I'm, we got more geese coming, so I decided to shoot off to the side of the pond to start hugging the edge. And, and then I was tired of this trolling motor that was only like a 45-pound thrust, and it wasn't moving fast enough for what I, what I wanted. So I decided to jump out of the boat to start dragging the boat, pulling the boat, and start running through the water with that boat to get back under cover so we can actually work these, uh, these, this group of geese. And uh, what happened was the waders... I didn't really jump out of the boat. I set my feet outside the boat, and I was going to slide off the edge. What happens when you do? What happens when you do this? Pure grace. I can see it now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What happens when you do this? Like your feet are flotation devices. And the moment you start sliding down, my feet are f- are floating up under the boat, and then there's that, that just makes like a very finesse belly flop into the water. And this this was January goose hunt. We were barely keeping water open. We might even had an ice heater running, and it was it was really cold. That's all I know. And I just went just full hands in the air, face down <laughs> in the water. I remember being completely underwater, swimming, just looking at reeds and then the, and then the bottom of the, the pond and all sorts of stuff. And then I got up freezing, and then I had to run back to the where the blind was. And we actually still ended up, um, you know, following, taking the shot and harvesting some geese on that that group it was it was actually a great day of hunting but i had to get off a bunch of clothes so i didn't get hypothermia and all that stuff mm. but it was still awesome chandler and ballerina really doesn't go hand in hand <laughs> no no I, I, I did not jump out of that boat gracefully and i wasn't in too deep of water sure i was just in like angle. three foot you know three foot of water and i thought oh, i'll just i'll just sink right down to the you know my my boots will hit get traction and i'll start running no my boots just floated up and i just went face first in the water but uh and then, actually, I do remember that the second part was, uh, as running back, I just hit a catfish hole and just went under again. Just a big, big pit, and I just went under again, and I got back up, and I kept running. It was, a, But we had so many geese in the area. It was a kind of, it was a blast, but um, it, was, it was cold. Yes. So, so Travis is here from, uh, from, from Banded and GHG, Avery Sporting Dogs, Avery, all that, all that. Second appearance. Yeah, second yeah. appearance. And uh, we're going to go over waders. That's kind of why I told that story uh, about falling over a waiver. We're not going to go over that necessarily. We're going to go over different types of waders, and we're going to go over uh, some of these new waders that are some, a lot of people are really uh, starting to use and love, but some people might not have never used them, and they're afraid to. Um, they, these are what we call the breathable wader. 
and uh, Banded uh, does a really, really good job of producing multiple levels and, and of Banded, of breathable waders. All price points, yeah. All price sure. points. Right, well, and pretty wide gamut, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the common misconception or the, you know, the stereotype in a breathable is they're not warm, you know, and and as they get more popular and people start to really wear them, they realize that couldn't be further from the case. You know, I know all three of us wear breathables and... You know, I, the first, I'll never forget the first time I did wear them. I was, I, I, one, I thought I was making a mistake walking into the water because you feel like you're wearing a pair of bibs. Mm -hmm. But secondly, you know, an hour into that hunt, I, I was literally mad at myself for not trying them sooner because all the years of fighting with neoprene, having a sore back from the, the straps, you know, mm -hmm. the, the no motion, the just so many things that, you know, made you curse under your breath over neoprenes were now magically fixed, you know, with a breathable that one is, is warm two you can move around three. They're comfortable. And there's so many, you know, I could go mm -hmm. on and on. You oh, guys yeah. wear them, you know? So yeah, it, it was definitely a fresher breath air. And, and I think that's the, the thing that waterfowlers, if they're not, if they haven't tried breathables, they've got to just get into Rogers um, and try them on, you know? And, and I know I've watched the girls and guys, in the footwear department say, okay, here, you, I know you're a neoprene fan or you want a pair of neoprenes. Just go ahead, try them on. Now try on a breathable. And I would say nine out of 10, eight out of 10 mm -hmm. times. They're going, yeah. Or maybe every, they're going, they're like, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. So, well, and yeah. that's the thing too. I'm exactly like you were the first time I tried them on. I'm like, man, these are way too comfortable to, yeah. to keep Something's me warm wrong. or be yeah. effective. Yeah. Yeah. But the first time I, I, that was the first time I tried them on the first time I actually wore them hunting um, it was for an early season teal hunt right. and, um, I, I wore them with, without insulation, but we had a, a pretty good walk in. I would say it was probably every bit of a, a quarter to half mile walk in. And after about the first hundred yards, I instantly fell in love with them. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, it's like literally wearing a pair of bibs. Pair of bibs. And you, you in the past used canvas waders I, for, for I, early very, season. My very first pair of waders was a pair of canvas waders. Then of course it was neoprene, neoprene, neoprene. Mm -hmm. And then the, this will, this will be what my second or third hunting second, I think, um, with insulated breathables. And I would, I'd, I'd never go back to neoprene no, ever. No, you know, and the other thing about a waiter, um, in waterfowl and it is by far the most important piece of equipment that you can have hunting. Cause if you, if you literally think about a duck hunt, us three are in a boat or us three are heading to the lake or the res or wherever we're hunting. I forgot my gun. Well, that's an, I'll just borrow your guys when you're done or, you know, you take mm -hmm. a shot and give me your gun. I forget some shells. I just bump some shells off mm -hmm. calls. Let you guys call mm -hmm. decoys. Chances are you guys got decoys and sometimes you don't even need them. You forget your waders. And you're going out in the marsh, you're done. You can't hunt that day, you know. So that's why you've got to put a lot of emphasis on durability, comfort, and having the right pair of waders. And, you and your buddies are not going to drive home they for you. They are not going to drive <laughs> no. home, nor are they going to let you borrow theirs. No. <laughs> I've, I've literally had to, you know, I've hunted with some group of guys, and, and I didn't have waders. And they're like, man, you're not, you, what? You're not going to help us set out decoys? I forgot my waders. Well, go get them, and we'll come back. They would rather me go home and get them and then drive boat back and pick me up then not mm -hmm. let me wear them, you know? Mm -hmm. So, 100% agree. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's focus in. We talked about, we briefly talked about all the things that are great about them, but let's just kind of focus in on one specific thing, maybe sure. um, the the lightweightness. Um, these This material is not, neoprene um, is a lot thicker, so a lot of times they're five millimeter thick. Right. 
and that's the material all the way around your leg and your body all the way up to the top, even through the shoulder pads. And that material has some weight, and those waders are, are really decently heavy. Yeah, and, and they don't breathe. You know, no, they I mean, don't breathe. That's no. the whole point with with the neoprenes. Yeah. They don't breathe. And yeah. um, with uh, the breathables, with the, we're not talking insulation. It's, I mean, super, super thin material. And it's a, it's a, and I, in my understanding, it's a breathable because it does not let water in. Correct. But it lets water vapors out. Correct. It's, just like a, like a Gore-Tex. Right. Right. Well, think about a, think about a, a neoprene waiter. You know, I mean, how many times have you guys heard, oh, I'm wearing neoprene because they're warmer. And like, no, you're not. No, because you're, you're going to get soaking wet from sweat. Exactly right. So you yeah. walk in, we're in Missouri and it's a ton of walk-in public areas here. You walk 500 yards. Heck, you walk 70 yards in a neoprene pair of waders and you're, you're, you're sweating, mm-hmm. period. That's not, it's not going anywhere. No. So you're literally getting soaked and you get your stuff set up and you sit down. And you just quit you, moving. You're frozen. You're absolutely frozen. Well, I think a lot of it too is one, they don't breathe, but two, it takes so much more effort to walk in neoprene than totally it does agree. a breathable waiter. I think just that effort yeah. that it takes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you it's a workout. Break a sweat. Literally yeah. a workout. I, mm-hmm. So I, they, the right time of year, I'll break a sweat just trying to get them on. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have. Uh, neoprene, that is. I recently did a training session with some people where we were at a pool and I had some neoprenes and I had some insulated. And it took them on an average over, over a, one minute and say 70 seconds, six, so basically two minutes to put on a pair of neoprenes. And I was timing it. You know, I didn't tell them or anything. And then, so then they'd walk around in the pool in the neoprenes. I said, all right, get out. Now pair, try on these breathables. And they took them about 30 seconds, tops, to put them on. Because, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're pliable and, and, and just move around and jump up and everything. It was, it was just a huge difference. We should do that at the store. Actually, the kids would love it. Well, yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of times I've, I've helped in the, at the store in the footwear department, and you'll see guys sweating, oh, trying to get in and out of the Laying neoprene. down, lifting up. Over the, yeah, it's oh, bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, there is some tricks into that, but it is still <laughs> always a pain. Oh, it is. And, you yeah. know, and the other thing is, you know, you hang up a pair of breathables at the end of the night, whether it be in the shop or, or even if you don't have a heated anything, you mm-hmm. put it outside, you know, neoprenes will freeze solid, you know, where, where a breathable, if you hang them up, they'll dry out. You know, they'll, they'll definitely won't mm-hmm. hold that frozen shape as much. So there's, I mean, we could go on and on about positive and negatives. Mm-hmm. I think the breathables dry out faster too. I I've agree. thrown them. I've got a, a, a tunnel cover on the back of my truck, but I've thrown the breathables in there. Um, we've hunted, gone to work, and yeah, come out after work, and they're they're ninety percent dry. But yep. neoprene, they'll stay wet for days. Oh yeah, they sure will, and they'll hold Molds that smell and, and everything else. Yeah, I don't yeah. miss them. No, not at all. So tell us uh, uh, some of the different uh, waiters that that Banded offers. I know sure. you've got different yeah, price we do. point, different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got quite a few, you know, and, and, and I'm not looking at anything right here, but, you know, basically, so we started a red zone, a red zone waiter, breathable waiter. We have it in insulated and uninsulated. You know, you start at basically 280 and go to 330 on that range. So then we have, last year was our first year with the elites, and the elites um, have a little bit different, but different boot, more of a lug style boot to wear that red zone. Had more of a gumbo style bottom. Um, I love it personally, but a lot of my friends that I say, quote unquote, extreme hunters want that lug. They feel like they get mm-hmm. better traction, you know, and hey, to each their own, you know, mm-hmm. whatever they want to do. But so that has that a little different, better boot. It's got a little bit more cosmetic front to it. You know, it's got some zippers, um, just some, some a better facelift, I'd say. It's got an inside coral fleece hand warmer on the inside. Um, and then you're getting into that 380. So it's a little bit, you know, not 330, 380. It's still very, very affordable for that kind of waiter. 
Um, and that is that comes insulated and uninsulated. So then we have a uh, the black labels. You know, and the black labels are that $600 price point, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, um, you're going to have 60 grams of Primaloft in it. Um, you're going to have it basically the way we stitch um, the, the black labels is is so much more advanced than than our red zones even um you know the red zones when you when you got to stitch into fabric you, you know you're puncturing holes well with with the black labels it's it's, it's like a weld and it's it's fabric over fabric and it, it, it's a weld that basically has no stitching so so you're not puncturing into that material so you don't have to glue it well when you don't have to glue when you don't have to puncture materials and glue it then you don't have the holes you know so that's a huge feature plus with the primal loft it's so warm um, and it has a lug style boot as well. Uh, you know, if you look at the grand scheme of things in terms of waders out there nowadays, six hundred dollars is not by any means extreme. You know, no, there's, so there's higher. There's it, higher. And there's yeah, higher. I think it's the like you said, it's the most important thing to get you out in the woods. Exactly right. You don't so have them. It's something you just can't skimp on. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we've also come out with an Avery Heritage waiter, um, very similar to the Red Zone price point wise. Um, it has a very traditional. Um, oil cloth look to it but with advanced materials to where mm -hmm. it's not oil cloth now the, is that is that the two-tone or is that not the two-tone you caught me there, there's another one i'm glad you brought it up chandler we also have a two-tone that's that's a little bit cheaper than even the red zones where all oh. it is is you know there's there's just a little bit of camo up top where that's generally what's out of the water and the rest of it is a solid like, uh, a i like i like brown. the thought I like the thought behind that. It's like, okay, well, this part is always underwater. Why, why we spend money on camo? Exactly right. And just put camo up top. I just kind of like the thought that went into that. Um, yeah, you know. So I'm just another option. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, we've 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 created the whole gamut of of price points because you know, once we get somebody in demanded, we want to keep them there. You know, and we've got a one year warranty when you mess. You know, like anything, when you mass produce things, there there may be a hiccup here and there. So, you know, with the one-year warranty, if you do happen to have a leak, which, you know, our our return rate is somewhere under 3%. You know, oh, for with the breathables, is so much less. Right, oh, yeah. right. And, and, you know, for for the amount of waiters that we sell, to have our return rate under 3% is pretty 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 impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and we'll be happy. You know, we've got test tanks. You guys have test we tanks. We have test tanks, we'll, yeah. We'll test them. You know, I mean, we're going to... We're going to test them, and if they leak, well, by all means, you know, if they're within that warranty, we'll get you another pair. I mean, we don't yeah. want you to be, like you said, that's the most important piece you have. So they don't, we don't want them to be out their waders. So, yeah. but yeah, there's, there's definitely, we covered the whole, the, the whole range. And, you know, honestly, I wore my, you know, I, I work for the company and, and you would think I'd be wearing black labels, but I mean, I've got a pair, but I wore my red zones 99.9% .9 of the season last year because they do what I need them to do mm -hmm. day in and day out without fail. And that's saying something. It's an interesting thought I just had. It seemed like, every, I mean, like you said, you guys have a return rate of less than 3%. Every waiter company we deal with, and I think we deal with about all of them, besides maybe a few, they all get returns. And I see the, these waterfowlers, they buy a waiter, it leaks, they cannot go back to that company, they go to the next. I wonder mm -hmm. how how many years it takes them to realize that yeah. Over time, it may be abuse, and maybe it's not the waiter, maybe it's the hunter. Sure. Um, but over time, all, all these waiters, I don't think I've ever seen a waiter 10, not 10 years plus last. No, mm -hmm. no. I No. We're, I, we're duck hunters. We're hard yeah, on stuff. Man, I'm yeah. telling you. And, you know, in all honesty, the returns we get, you know, yeah, there's some legit manufactured defects, but, you know, a barbed wire fence going after, I mean, I've done it. 
you know, and I oh, would never yeah. in a million years think to return the waiter that I'm, I'm busting hump over a Drake Mallard that I swear was banded when it came in, you know, and, and I, bonk, you hit that fence and you know, right away, or you hit that twig, you know, you know, right away. Break that's, ice. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Neoprene that always killed Whatever. me. Whatever. You know, so, and you know, the thing about neoprene, you know, and I, I hate to keep knocking neoprene cause there's still some neoprene out there, but man, oh man, you know, when you stitch neoprene and then you glue that and tape it. And over time, when that stretches, mm-hmm. you know, it just yep. it keeps pulling apart. Mm-hmm. And pulling it, apart the, yeah. where it's stitched yeah. together. And we're talking about, you know, running into stuff. I think the durability of a breathable, I, I think it's superior to neoprene. And we were talking earlier, like, you know, I've walked up in my breathables last year. Even a lot of times on the walk-in, we'd be walking through brush. Or uh, I even used mine early in the year when we were brushing in blinds and right. we were in pin oaks. And if you've used pin oaks, you know, I mean, one, they hold their leaves well, but they're sharp. They get they're hung sure. up on everything. Yep. And I mean, I was dragging them across my waders. And the one thing I really seem to notice walking and wearing is that brush doesn't hit and snag and poke and it, it slides against the, the breathable. I think they're more durable, really. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, Aaron, you know, if you put, you know, if we had a pair sitting here on the table and you went like this with the neoprene rubbed excuse me, rubbed your hand with neoprene and then rubbed your hand with the breathable. Mm-hmm. The neoprene's like a, a sandpaper. It's mm-hmm. very rough, mm-hmm. you know, and um, there's no doubt. It know, wants to th- grab everything oh, as opposed to let stuff slide across it. I don't know what you guys hunt in here. I know it's a lot of flooded corn, but I'm sure you get a lot of stick tights and, mm-hmm. and a lot of cockle burrs and stuff. Oh, yeah. Man, you go through stick tights or cockle burrs with the breathable compared to a neoprene, you're not going to have near as much stuff on them mm-hmm. with the breathable no. as you. And I know, you know, some people may be listening to this going, ah, that's not a big deal. To, to me, it's a huge deal. I get so sick and tired of taking burrs and all that stuff off my waders. I, have, I, I always tell it. people, I have, I, I, I don't really have severe OCD, but when it comes to yes, any type does. of hunting, okay, he, he does. It's, it's a mild sense. It mm-hmm. is. But when it comes to hunting, whether I'm deer hunting or turkey hunting, if I'm walking somewhere and I get into the stick tights and I see a, just a big row of them oh. stuff, I instantly I got to stop and get them off because they'll migrate. And the next thing you know, they're on your hat, they're on sure. your gloves, they're on your socks. They're, yep. oh, it's like they hatch. Like they hatch on you. I know I, exactly that, what you're I get severe OCD when it comes to those things. Yep. So I totally get the That's fact That's a of, huge factor for me it is i want to that dictates what camo i wear when i deer hunt 100 percent of the time is if they're stick tights i have thrown stuff away before i've cleaned it Mm -hmm. sweatshirts oh my gosh Mm -hmm. bye-bye yeah Yeah. i'm with you so you know that's just i mean i I know we're just throwing out some features but you know i guarantee there's also somebody oh it's a great idea because they're tired of it as well Mm -hmm. yeah and and you pick up a, a breathable waiter what weighs on a breathable waiter is that boot I mean, the material yeah, that's is so light. Mm-hmm. That boot is all the weight you're going to get. Yep. I mean, so when you think about that, we're going to transition to the movement part. I mean, we kind of talked about um, how lightweight they are, but movability in them, they're not stiff. So no. if you have to make any type of walk in, if you have to do a big setup or anything like that, if you got some, if you're going to be moving around, walking, lifting, any type of work, any, you know, um, Breathable is definitely going to benefit you in that way because, because one because of the breathability, um, they way more um, they're movable. The movability uh, is uh, is so much better. They're like it's like wearing your favorite pair of hunting bibs. Oh, it's, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got two you know pretty good stories about what you're just saying. And the first one was we were killing geese in Iowa pretty good um, in the fields, and it was muddy. It'd been raining and raining, and you know. Still wanted to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, we were—you were literally whatever you wore was trashed. So I'm like, why am I not wearing my waders? So I put on my breathables, and you know, 
it was awesome. I mean, I could lay down. I wasn't getting soaked. You know, I mean, I don't care how waterproof your stuff is. If if you don't have a, a waiter on, you're going to get wet. It's going to come in under your boot. It's going to go up over your shoulders, whatever. So, I mean, I have never been more happy with wearing a pair of breathables in a flooded, muddy field. You know, not even flooded, just muddy from the rain, mm-hmm. goose hunting. And, and more and more people are starting to do that with that, a breathable waiter because mm-hmm. you can get away with it and it's, un, it's not uncomfortable. I told that. I, I couldn't tell you how many pairs of waiters I sold for that exact thing. I, you know, guys that are coming in. And I said, if you ever want the ultimate snow goose oh, set up right here, it's perfect. Because how many times you go, you know, you hunt those snow geese during that conservation order and you go out in the morning and it's, it's 25 degrees frozen. and that mud and mm-hmm. wet field is frozen. But if you sit out there all day yeah. by that afternoon and evening, you're sitting in two inches of water. That thaw well, thaw is pretty rough. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you're not and in a layout blind. You're sitting on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, right. You're, right. Usually, you yep. got a white hoodie on, and you're yep. sitting on the on the dirt, which yep. is now mud by oh, 10 yeah. o'clock. Yep. And, yeah, they're comfortable enough. Absolutely. Just For wear sure. them just like a bib. And then, you know, the second story, I went into a cafe um, last winter. We got done duck hunting, and we were sitting there eating, you know, and nobody knew who I was, and I was with some buddies. And That's rare. These, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Old has-been. Um and these four old men walk in and they're wearing banded waders, you know, and I kind of got to chuckle to myself. I mean, they're in the cafe eating with banded waders on. I maybe even told you guys the story. And, you know, I finally got the nerve up. I'm like, I walked to him. I go, you guys are wearing waders? And this one guy, boom, throws his fork down like he's mad. I just asked that question, you know, and he puts his, pushes his glasses back up on his head. And he goes, boy, if you ever wore these waders, you'd wear them to breakfast too. And it was just like... <laughs> At that moment, I wish I would have been video. What a commercial. You know what I mean? I mean, some 70-year-old men finally bought into wearing breathables, and now they're wearing them. Heck, they might have worn them to church after breakfast. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, but to, for them to be comfortable enough to go from the field or the, the you know, the, the boat, whatever, to the truck, to breakfast and never change, man, that's telling you how comfortable a waiter is. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I, I that, that, and yeah, I would never ever go back to neoprene. No, I, I can't tell people no. enough, and I tell people that all the time. I said, once you make the switch, you just you won't go back. No, no, and I just force people that that are kind of him hawing about it. Just go into Rogers, you know, go in and and try a pair of neoprenes. You guys still carry neoprene, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, try a neoprene and try a breathable, and then you guys make the decision, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I hope you tell one of the people, one of the girls, ah, you know. They were right because we're not just, you know, saying this to, to, to take up time. We're, we're trying to help you guys out with the hunt and, and wearing, wearing something that you can wear all day and it doesn't ruin your back or, or, or so uncomfortable or so hot that you got to quit. Yeah. You know, again, you know, like we talked about back in the last time we talked, you know, about decoys and, and your time's precious. It's all about that time. And I want to bring up another thing about neoprene and the return rate. People thought their neoprene waders leaked. But really, that was their own sweat, sweat. because they didn't, they didn't breathe. Mm-hmm. Right. We saw when we get them back in our test tank, and the when neoprene doesn't, the, the neoprene waders don't leak, uh, leak in that test tank, and, and you thought they did. And it was probably because of the fact that they're, you're you're sweating and and all that water has to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and that that neoprene waiter is not letting it get out. No. no. So you so thought your your waiter pants or your right, knees or something right. were soaking wet? It's it's wet. Mm-hmm. The ultimate wrestling cut and weight. Oh so yeah, just wear neoprene. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, should. it's a sauna in there. Yeah, boy, it, it holds it holds everything for a long time. So huh? yeah, so breathable, breathable waders are, are helping you with your micro microclimate, and that's kind of some uh, some waterfowlers, big game guys talk about it a ton, and, and whitetail systems and waterfowlers are, I think are just getting it. Um, banded clothing does a lot about your your layering system, 
but you don't want if you put on the heaviest coat and put another heavy coat over it and you just wear heavy stuff and you go out and do all this moving around you get real warm and sweaty and none, none of this stuff that you put on you can't breathe right now your microclimate which is your climate under all those layers is off and your body's trying to regulate itself absolutely it's trying to keep you at that that perfect temperature so mm-hmm. that's why you sweat and um if you can't if that sweat can't get off you then that sweat turns cold and then you start to get cold and you this whole thing is a battle sure it's and, a science yeah and yeah. we got to fight them by letting things breathe yeah uh, and that's what these breathable waders come into play without a doubt and you know that the hardest thing about what you just said is waterfowlers are very very set in their ways mm-hmm. you know and if you could if you could just get an elk hunter or even even some some deer hunters nowadays to sit down and talk to waterfowlers about base layering and about wearing what you need to wear man oh man it, it would make your hunt so much more enjoyable mm-hmm. you know so what i mean it's just crazy with with the amount of materials and and and, and you know, looking at what the hunting industry, including us, has has done in terms looking at the ski industry and what they did to, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I downhill ski not hardly anymore, but I do enough to know that, you know, I'm, I'm hardly wearing anything. and I'm warmer going down a frozen mountain than I am sitting in a marsh in 50 degrees because mm-hmm. what I'm wearing makes sense, you mm-hmm. know, so that's what we've done at Bandit is started to use, okay, what, what did they do right that we can... In, incorporate into the waterfowl world you mm-hmm. know and and there's a lot there's yeah. a lot and i see and that's the thing i was telling uh chandler a while back too that i know that that waterfowl hunting and big gang hunting i, I mean they're two different things but you got to think about it it's similar in a lot in a lot of ways because big game hunting especially out west where you're constantly on the move well some of you guys that are you know they're they're walking waterfowl hunting here what are they doing they're constantly, constantly on the move walking. they're dragging mm-hmm. their gear they're doing everything then they get to where they're going to go then they got to throw out all the decoys then they i mean it's just right. it's a grind right. it's not like yeah. you you just you you walk 25 yards and no. and sit somewhere no. i mean it, you're you're working as hard as anybody out there so why not educate yourself with some of the new materials some of the layering systems um, because you're working as hard as a Western guy yeah. who's climbing a mountain. I'd right. like to meet a duck hunter who doesn't sweat duck hunting. That doesn't sweat? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it would have to be guys that literally, yeah, right. right. The the old boys that, that either have enough money to drive a ranger to a pit and turn on the heater type mm-hmm. deal, you know, or, or, yeah, you're right. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, and then they send a dog on every right. retreat. I would feel weird not sweating or yeah. not getting warm and hot mm-hmm. at, at, through the course of a duck season. See, when, when I grew know? up, I was the dog. Yeah. So, I what I would have given for breathable waders back then instead oh, of the boy. canvas waders. I'm telling you. In and out of a pit or in and out of a blind and then out in the water. Yeah, I was the dog. Yeah. But when you're the young grunt, guess yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The greenhorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was the dog. Yeah. So, so along with the 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 lightweight and the move uh movability, now we some people might there's uninsulated and insulated. So, if you choose an uninsulated waiter, that does not mean you can't hunt into January with them. Oh, yeah, quite the opposite. Yeah, actually. And then there is insulated options. So what I mean by the you can hunt late in the season with an uninsulated waiter, you just got to do what we just talked about a little bit was the layering system mm-hmm. under it. You got to be wearing your insulation under sure. there and properly, mm-hmm. um, which can be done. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then, but they do offer insulated breathable waiters. So not only do you have the exterior layer which is the breathable material that inside of that is a, a layer like a gridded layer of insulation mm-hmm. and yeah. 
Do you ours, know what ours your... is just yeah, it's called a Harz insulation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know it, it's just a your normal type of insulation. It's not a Primaloft, but man, it's plenty warm. Yeah. You know, probably almost too warm um, at times. You know, especially for you know, I mean, honestly, if you talk to a waterfowler in the last three seasons, it hasn't been very cold. You know, it really hasn't. It's been pretty warm. So, I mean, I I'd say seventy five to eighty percent of the season last year I wore uninsulated, and I just wore you know our, our new base pant, and um, you know we've got a White River waiter pant I and mean, we've got plenty of things that you can wear underneath that are going to keep you plenty comf- comfy mm-hmm. you know as well as i do they're very comfortable absolutely and they, they keep you real warm as well yeah. built-in ankle gaiters stuff like that mm-hmm. so, so and and air is the best insulator right and right. neoprene does not allow air in between you and none whatsoever waiter. and and a little bit sure and that's one thing i noticed more than anything is putting on these breathables one it felt like a pair of bibs two it felt like you were crawling in a sleeping bag because how it trapped the air and if you tighten up that waist belt and you're standing up and then you go to sit down the legs do puff up a little bit but Mm -hmm. it's it literally all it does is trap that warm air sure there are tons of empty airspace it's like wearing bibs a sleeping bag it's comfortable so it really is i mean i you know, I mean, we could go on and on on how comfortable they are, but until, you know, you try them on, you try them on, you're never going to understand, you know, you, you mm-hmm. really won't. And, and once you do, you'd be like, man, like I did, I, I cannot believe I waited as long as I did to try a pair on. And, you know, you start looking at price points and they're not going to break your bank. They really aren't. So, mm-hmm. And I, I think it, it, when we move into like, what's the most important thing about a waiter to me, I know people are going to speak durability, but I think a lot of durability has to do with us messing up. Sure. Oh Running yeah. Stops a through a waiter, yep. ice, barbed wire. But eh. I think comfort is probably one of the most important things to me on mine, a waiter. Mine as well. Mine as well. And you know, the whole durability, run back to that real quick, is you've, you've got to, you know, at the end of your hunt, you know, hang them up. Yeah. If you leave them, them wadded up in right. your bed of your truck for all mm-hmm. season, guess what? If, you, if you're making an investment, you know, yeah. Take care of it. Take care of it. Take care of it. And these, care and these breathable waders, yeah, I, I know you guys can't see them, but most breathable waders, but I know Bainids, they have extra protection on these True. weak points. I guess I should have brought that yeah. up. You know, so it's a, knees and seat and all right. these areas where you are breaking ice yep. or you're sitting down on a wooden bench. Or, mm-hmm. Yep. And, and most everybody listening to this, you know, is a waterfowl hunter and they know, you know, they're familiar with, say, a ground blind. And a ground blind's 900D. Um, the fabric is, is that's for, we call that's it 900D. Good, good ground blind. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The yeah, best ground blind is 900D. 400 Oh, yeah, there's there. all the way down. Yeah. Correct. And, I mean, what we use is we use 900D on our knees and our butt. Because, I mean, that's your, no. I mean, whether you're down on a knee picking up decoys and ducks come in or you're down on the boat, you know, hunkering down or whatever, you know, you, these are these high-pressure areas that you need to take care of mm-hmm. for sure. And they yep. just got an extra, extra protection there. Without a doubt. And yep. it, it holds up real well. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, comfort. What's the most important thing to you on a waiter, Chandler? Um, breathability. Breathability. I mean, that's yeah. uh, being able to not melt. I like to be involved when, when we get out in the morning. I really I really enjoy the work you put into Duck Hunt. Agreed. Uh, I love the the either the boat out or the walk out. I love the tossing the decoys. You know, even if we're rushed a little bit or – you know, just putting the, the, the mojos out and, and getting the jerk cord set up or getting the, a pulsator set up, whatever you're doing, just getting everything ready in the morning, setting up a blind. Um, that's I really enjoy that, and it sounds kind of weird um, because it, I think there's really rewarding whenever you mm-hmm. actually have a good hunt and yeah, all yeah, that you work. get out of yeah. what you put into yeah. it. And there's there's no sunrise better than a waterfall sunrise. Yeah. None whatsoever. Reflection off the water, decoys. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're getting a little romantic, but it's the truth. You know what else we haven't really talked about is, is you know, on the banded waders, we also have a stout and a king. 
you know, and oh, I, never, yeah. I didn't even think about that, yeah. but you know, you get, <laughs> we've always, we've all got friends that waterfowl hunt that aren't exactly, you know, Olympic hopefuls in the hundred meters, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, they, they, they look more like a mushroom than they do anything else. And now the sumo th- event, they might, they might have a chance. Yep. Right. Right. Well, that, you know, we, we've got that covered. And I mean, you we, guys talk like a 15 King, right? Or, or yeah, I think it might 15? be up to 16. Really? Yeah. Which I, would probably hold all three of us. They're huge. Without a doubt. Is that without shack a doubt. size? But, but yeah. We sell some. I mean, we really do. And I mean, you know, you're going to have that, that guy. I mean, last, during the show last year in August, you know, I mean, I would say one out of 10, two out of 10 were Kings or Stouts. You know, mm-hmm. they tried them on. So, you know, you've got that whole range covered, you know, cause that's another thing, you know, ah, man, I don't know if I can get any of these breathables cause I'm a bigger guy. We got you. You know, oh, yeah. So that's like we should have thought talk, thought about that. I didn't even think about it until we were just talking. To be and honest, the regulars yeah. are very roomy. Yeah, they, they are. I absolutely. Think I'm six three, two hundred and ten pounds, and I wear a regular, no problem. So I, I think for a bigger guy, a breathable is the way to go. I think it would absolutely fit him better. I think he'd enjoy him more than yeah. a neoprene. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. yeah. Hands down. What do you think the biggest mistake is people make with with waders? Maybe you know whether it's care maintenance or do you think it's layering underneath? What do you? It's a good question. You know, I, I think, I think it might be, you know, depending on, I don't think it's layering underneath because I don't think they're w- that well known yet, you mm-hmm. know, but I think that could be a potential mistake. I think it's taking care of them. You know, I mean, we're all tired when we go home. I get that. You know, my kid, which another, you know, we make, we make youth and women's waiters too. I keep thinking, but, yeah. but you know, he gets home and he can barely stay up and he just zombies into the house. And I, you know, I got his clump of waiters there. Well, I, got a zombie him back out of the house because i'm not gonna put him away for him my dad <laughs> wouldn't let me you know yeah and i'm um, just just putting them away you know letting them dry out um keeping them out of the sun you know i mean yeah. that that sun's hard on anything so mm-hmm. you know if you can put them in a you know we make a mud bag you know a waiter bag you put your waiters you let them dry out put them in there for the year man they'll last you It'll last you a long time. And that's the thing, too. Another thing, you, you talk about packing them up. Breathable waders pack up so much smaller oh, tighter oh, than a neoprene, too. They're lighter sure. weight if you got to carry them. Um, you know, maybe you are one of those guys that you do have a mile walk in, so you throw them on a, in a pack on your back, and you're walking in and just boots sure. or yeah. something. I mean, they're yep. so much lighter to carry. Yeah, funny story is um, this spring, I was hunting an area for turkeys a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, they were just, just hammering on the other side of this river. You know, it's, it's all stuff we could hunt. And I couldn't get over that river. And I'm like, man, tomorrow morning, they are mine. You know, so what do I do? I got some red zones and I wore them across the river, took them off. It's so quick and easy. I, I, I would have second thought it with neoprenes because there's such a pain in the butt, you know. But I took them off, kept turkey hunting. I didn't get them. It's outsmarted me. I'll blame it on the turkey, not me. But it's that hard to do? Yeah. Outsmart me or blame <laughs> it on me? Both. Both. Um, but, you know, it was, it just allowed me to do that, you know. Little things. Yeah, I did. Little things. Actually, my last turkey hunt, and brought waders with me. Yep. Yep. Because I knew that could be that scenario where we had to cross, cross some uh, little little fingers that weren't too deep, but deep enough to get your mud right. mm-hmm. wet. Because yep. the first go around, you needed them and didn't have them. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yep, we went out one time and didn't have them. Couldn't, couldn't get to the birds. We could hear them, but we couldn't get to them. Yep. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely a lot more packable. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot more packable. Um, how are we doing on time right here? Doing good? I think we're doing all right. What you we got any 35 minutes? You got any final words? You want to wrap it up? Any more questions, topics you want to hit on waiters, Chandler? Maybe I wanted to talk about more on the, on the black labels. Sure. Um, because 
that's something like um, that's at the top of your guys of your waiter uh, yep. showing. That's um, and what does that give um, a person thinking about waiters? Why should he invest that over a red zone elite? Um, there's a couple of reasons. You know, we talked briefly about it earlier. That primal loft is is very very. It's a, it's an insulation. And, you know, you guys are obviously aware of Primaloft, but, you know, a guy that's not very aware, it, it's very lightweight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you were to set your hand out and put Primaloft in one hand and the other, you would instantly feel that heat, mm -hmm. you know, yep. from that insulation under the Primaloft. And, and that's it's expensive material, yep. you know. And then also the way that I told you that we weld, you know, the fabrics over each other. Mm -hmm. um, that, that, it's, a, it's a long process, but it also eliminates all those punctures, you know, from, from normal waiters, you know, anytime you puncture a waiter, you also have to stitch it or glue it and then tape it. Well, when you glue and tape over the course of, you know, using it and stuff, I mean, there's a chance that can come off. So, so that you're getting that as well. Um, you know, again, we, it, part of a black label, um, once you do that, you're part of that member and you can get chances to, um, you join a group, basically a, an elite group. You send in a card and you get offers to buy some things that, that we come out with. Um, Benelli last year had a gun. They made it, Benelli made a banded uh, super blackie or the new, yeah, the SB3. new super, yeah, SB3. And, um, you know, if you, if you were part of that black label waiter club, if you had bought a pair of black label waiters, you had the opportunity to buy that gun. Really? Nobody else did, you know, and it's a pretty sick gun. Yeah, so, that's pretty cool. Do you get that with uh, Black Label waiter jackets and bibs or just the waiters? You 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 have the card to turn yeah. in, absolutely. And, you know, just to be entered in and, and you'll get an email, you know, we'll get your email list and we'll get it, you'll get an email from us saying, hey, you have an opportunity to buy this next piece of equipment in the Black Label family category. Gotcha. Absolutely. Yep. And then this year we also have the Black Labels and un Uninsulated. For the guys that don't want all that that primal off and they want to layer, so we're definitely growing that family of black label um, categories. You know, the other thing I forgot, I know it's, we keep thinking of things. You know, as we're closer, but but we're making a use a, a women's waiter this year to where, you know, yep. women are where they're they're sized differently than men and cut different, and, yeah, right, and even even sized differently than than children and youth. Um, so you know, we've made that to where it fits a woman. A woman, you know, we don't have women hips. Women women's hips are different from men and that's not a knock that's just the way god created them so we said man we got to create a waiter that isn't for our kid necessarily we'll, we'll create those as well mm -hmm. but we need to make a waiter that fits women yeah. because there's a lot of good women duck hunters out there that yeah there is that were faced with very limited and I'd love resources to see that market i do growing. too i do too because man they're deadly i mean they're, they're really really patient a lot more patient than men when it comes to duck hunting. <laughs> yes so we've got that covered as yeah, well yeah i think i think the the our, were they women? Those were red zone elites or red zones? No, they're red zones. Red zones. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yep. 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 So, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got it covered and, and, you know, and I just, I recommend going into Rogers and just looking, you, you know, there's, 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 there's a sea of waiters, you know, and you'll get every answered, every question that you have answered in 15 minutes. If you just ask someone, you know, that's the cool thing about it is you're not going to get a, I don't know answer from anyone there. So I got one little point that I'd. I just thought of, you know, neoprene waders, they get dark mm -hmm. when, when they get wet. When they get wet. Uh, breathables don't do that. No, they don't. No, and they're right. actually, I think, a lot more vivid. The the shadows, the, you know, all that on the pattern of a, of a waiter. We, yeah. we carry Max yeah. 5 in bottom land and banded breathable waders. I think they're across the board. Um, 
so we carry kind of the timber option and and the the marsh option so but the the pattern on that breathable waiter is such more cleaner crisper than on a neoprene the neoprene's dull it gets dark you just turn into like kind of a black blob and sometimes that can be harder to hide i would i would say it's very equivalent to like printing any sort of camo pattern on a synthetic poly and and then printing that same pattern on a cotton. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen, you know, those cheap cotton t-shirts that have a camo print, you wash it three times and it's faded. Right. A cheap cotton hoodie. Uh, yeah. Then you, you find a good poly, uh, you know, a name brand poly hoodie, and it, it's that same camo pattern. It doesn't yeah. fade. It's yeah, the right. same type yeah. of thing. It, it, crisp. It, very yeah. crisp. That cotton almost looked mm-hmm. blurry. Yeah. 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 It, the, yeah. Like the neoprene does. The, the I think the breathable, they just always maintain that. The light and dark shadows, they always maintain that camo pattern. Yeah. yeah regardless of the situation. And, then, you know, on top of that, I mean, we also do the whole gamut. So, I mean, you know, if, if you've got a guy that's a blades guy, you know, you can get him. Max mm-hmm. 5, you can get him. Bottom land, you can get him, you know. Whatever. So, yeah. Any final words? Just breathable waders are so much more comfortable. <laughs> you know, and of course, we, we always talk to, to a lot of people. The Waterfowl Weekend really kicks it off. It's the, you know, right, it's the first weekend in August, and that's when people really start talking about ducks. And Boy, they sure do. Yeah, several several employees here that we work here that, you know, you know all spring we're in turkey mode, and then in the summer we're kind of chill-out mode, but as soon as Waterfowl Weekend happens for Go us time. that first weekend in August, yeah. Uh, yeah, your brain, it's like a completely different ball game in yeah. your brain. So It's like that first little cold front that goes through, you know, oh, just, yeah. you totally veer that way. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm with Exactly, you. the first crisp day of fall before the season mm-hmm. opens up and yeah, it's exactly on. exactly the the wind switches from the north you get yep. that smell of the, the leaves changing that crisp cold, cold days morning. are a little shorter oh yeah i'm with you yeah Bring and then you start on. thinking about it absolutely so um do we gonna do the the three to five words yeah yeah three or to five words on on breathable waders or oh baited boy. breathable waders sure i mean this one's it's pretty easy you know mobility comfort um price point Boy, what else could you go? Durability and just backing the product. I know that's more than five words, but, you know, just the backing of a company that that waterfowl hunts, you know, and if you have an issue, we're going to help you out as much as we can. I I would say my final final word is going to be this, that in the two years that I've I've really been pushing um, and trying to convince people that breathable is the way to go, I don't know that I've had anyone or heard from anyone that said, you know, I'm going to go back to neoprene. Never. I don't mm-hmm. think I've heard, had one person say, you know what, I tried them and I didn't like them. I'm going back to neoprene. No, yeah, that's a great point. It's always the opposite of what you just said. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe you didn't talk me into it sooner. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be my final thought. Any? No, I don't think, I think that's it. All right. All right. Travis, thanks again.